نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم الهمنا مراشد امورنا واعذنا من شرور انفسنا at the end of the chapter of Babu Sabr wa Tawakkul the last perhaps the second last or the third last hadith of the chapter the author of the kitab Mishkatul Masabih he brings a narration which Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal has narrated in his Musnad from Abu Huraira radiyallahu an so when you will hear this narration one is the waqia everyone likes a waqia an incident but the purpose of us studying a hadith one is like how we study in the class in the dars so there the purpose is a student worries about the tarjuma must be correct i'rab must be correct and there is an intention of amal also but because it's coming so fast one after the other a person never has a chance to really think about like where allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he ever taught a hadith so sahaba radiyallahu anhu mentioned that the manner he taught it was he would say one phrase three times litufhama anhu so that it could be well understood and when we read it and we hear it we'll wonder like to understand one time is more than sufficient but by them it was an issue of amal a sahabi radiyallahu anhu would say to him say something to me some unique advice he would say la taghdab don't become angry now that's like a whole we will say you came to give one bayan you just said don't become angry said give me some more advice said la taghdab don't become angry is there anything else said la taghdab that sahabi after that would never become angry so this was their one bayan it was one bayan which was everything so at the end of this chapter of sabr and tawakkul which we mentioned already many of the ahadith this waqia this event now is brought to show that a group which had heard it that very same ahadith that we heard chapter of babu sabr we started it a while ago many of the ahadith we forgot also but the chapter we remember that we put our trust on allah which made sabr easy now how to trust on allah so the waqia now comes and think about the waqia and think about that sahabi and his wife and how did they manage to reach a level which is going to be mentioned in the ahadith now they heard the same ahadith like we heard they enjoyed something called suhba that that we will never enjoy but one is they had this shock they had this jazba they were ready to put to amal and that is the difference between the people of ilm and the people who do not have hal yastawil ladina ya'lamun wal ladina la ya'lamun what's the difference between an alim and a non alim So Allah Tabarakallah himself says inna ma yakhsha Allah that really if you want to find fear of Allah you'll find it in the people of knowledge that really if you want to find it. what was that there that they know something which somebody else doesn't know when a difficulty comes in the world they behave in a manner that another person cannot behave in the past the pious of the past would say the sentence that it is only appropriate for a hamil of quran hamil of quran meant an alim 
that it is only appropriate for the Hamil of Quran that he has to be distinguished from the less rest of the people with two things. In the night when everyone is sleeping, he has to be different. Then during the day when everyone is eating, he has to be different. Now that is like very far for us today. That was in that era. But the Hamil of Quran was a man of the night. He was a man of Qiyam, he was a man of Siyam. But in today's time, at least the demand of ilm is that when events happen around us, conditions hit everyone, the people of knowledge will behave in a manner which is different from everyone else. Their level of patience will be different. Their manner of controlling or exposing, showing their anger will be different. Their manner of talking and criticizing will be different. If the alim and the non-alim behave the same, if both fall in depression, the alim is called, give a bayan. They ask, what's the bayan? The bayan is depression. The poor alim got depression. Just yesterday he went to himself, one psychiatrist. Then that bayan is just a talk. If his ilm could not show him to pull out, he's not going to pull anyone out. So the narration goes, that دَخَلَ الرَّجُلُ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ فَلَمَّا رَآ مَا بِهِمْ مِنَ الْحَاجَةِ A sahabi radiallahu anh came to his family and when he saw that condition of hunger that was in them, they were looking towards him that you would bring something. He was out the whole day. Perhaps he had gone on some mission. Perhaps he had gone looking for whatever he had gone for but when he entered he found there was nothing. فَخَرَجَ إِلَى الْبَرِيَةِ so because Mullah Ali Qari Rahimullah says perhaps he was too shy to look at that condition. Sometimes when you enter and you find either it's because of hunger or because of sickness. A certain person has reached a condition of sickness that now you enter the room and you can't see it any longer. But the people of ilm got one thing which the non-people of no ilm don't. A person without knowledge will also go out. And he will just sit down and you will look at him and you will say, I don't know what to do. And the people of ilm will also go out. Kharaja ila al-bariya. So Mullah Al-Qari writes, لِيَتَضَرَّعَ ila خَالِقِ الْبَرِيَةِ He went out to the open place so that he could cry to the creator of mankind. That is the people of ilm. But he had no answer to tell his wife. So the only thing he could do now is either I will go search for something or I will go beg for something. Meaning to Allah. So the narration goes that when his wife saw that the husband came empty-handed and feeling so shy, he just walked out. Either he walked out to go make dua or Allah Matibi has said perhaps he went out to go search for something. Go and ask someone, you got some work for me, I need to earn something for my family. Whatever it was, as soon as she saw, he left. The narration comes, she stood up and she went to Ar-Raha. She went to the mill and she placed the one part of the mill upon the other, meaning she made it ready. Either she had conviction that my husband will find some work and he will now bring something and I have to get the things ready. Or she had conviction in his dua that he will make some dua and Allah is now going to send something. For whatever reason, she also did what she had to do and he also did what he had to do. More than that, what is called results. 
They had learned from Rasulullah sallallahu results is in no one's hand. Her level of ilm was so much, however, is that she understood I must do how much I can do. So how much she could do at that time was qamat ila raha fawadu'atha. She prepared the mal, although there was no food. But having no food was no issue for her. That food comes from Allah, my job is to do what I have to do. And then she went to the oven and she lit it. Now which person will ever put on an oven when there is nothing to put in the oven? But their level of ilm was so much that I will do how much I can do and I will leave it to Almighty Allah to do the rest. When a man falls in depression, one is that you find him just flat. And someone says to him, but work, make an effort. Look at that boy who went to 20 girls. He had samosas at each one's house, but he got no samosa maker. <laughs> you all told him no. A time will come where he will just say, I don't want to go anymore. The knowledge of the demand of ilm was the seer. That that woman also taught a lesson of iman to the world. When there was nothing in the house, her job was, what I have to do, I did. I had a mal by me, but nothing to put under the mal. So, qamat ila raha she prepared the mal. She had a stove to light, she lit the stove. Now, whether food was going to come in that stove or not, but she did what she could do. And her husband, he did what he could do. He went out, he would look around if there's any work. Either he was making dua or he was looking. After the woman did what she did, she said, Allahumma rzuqna. That Allahumma rzuqna means, Oh Allah, we did what we had to do. Now we ask you to do what comes from you. Mullah Ali Qari rahimullah uses a nice phrase here. He says, In it there was an ishara. Anna al-abda yas'a fi tahsili muradihi إذا أمكنه الوقت أن العبد يسعى في تحصيل مراده that a servant must make effort to get what he wants ثم يستعين في تحصيل أمره إلى الملك المتعال but at the end point he will look at the king of kings and he will say will you complete it for me the servant will start it ثُمَّ يَسْتَعِينُ فِي تَحْسِيلِ أَمْرِهِ إِلَى الْمَلِكِ الْمُتَعَالِ But the completion of it is towards Allah. There is such a unique lesson of what is called there is no kasal, kaslan, laziness at the beginning and there is radabil qada at the ending. Meaning the final signature comes from Allah. If my Allah signs it, I am happy. And if my Allah says, hold on, I am also happy. Because I have been the slave to prepare the document. But I am not the boss to sign the document. That is called Rada bil Qadha. I did my job which was to prepare the entire plan. But when my master said, I am not happy, then I could not argue with the master because I only prepared it for the master. Man has been told to make the greatest amount of effort. And at the ending, man has been ordered to be happy with the decision of Allah. Some people, when they find their work not getting done, they become lazy and they fall back. 
then you have lost abdiyat. And some people after doing it all and they finding no result, then they fall in depression and say, why try again? They have messed out the sradab al The completion is to my job and the signature of Allah. She said, Allahumma arzukna. And then Almighty Allah, sometimes He shows it. She was expecting perhaps her husband will now come with a bag. And then everything will be ready. She will put something under the mulch. She will grind immediately. She will get some flour, throw it into the tannur, the stove, and the roti will be made. But the narration goes, she just turned because she heard a sound. In the house she heard a sound. فَنَظَرَتْ إِلَى الرَّحَى فَإِذَا الْجَفْنَةُ قَدْ إِمْتَلَتْ The plate which was under the mill, which normally you put the wheat, then you grind, then that wheat falls and becomes flour. That plate that was under the mill, she found it was filled with flour. So she's looking at it and wondering, now where did this come? فَذَهَبَتْ إِلَى التَّنُورِ And then she went now said, since I got flour here, let me rather just take it to my oven and put it in. When she came there, she found that the flour was put for you, but the roti was also made for you. It was a unique miracle from Almighty Allah. One was the roti was sufficient, isn't it? Main thing of flour is roti, is the bread itself. So there was no need for the mill to make any flour, because the stove already made the bread. But to say, since you prepared two things, so we will fill up both things. That you prepared the mill, so I gave you also the flour. You prepared the stove, so I gave you the bread also. Both of them. And as she's looking at this and wondering, like, then immediately Faraja Azzawj, when the husband came, now look at this. That husband came empty-handed. He came empty-handed. But he also had a certain conviction that I did what I had to do. I never found anything. I am sure Allah will do now what he has to do. So as soon as he entered his house, he said, Hal ba'di That has something come to this house. Normally what it would have been, that someone would have come, knocked on the door, and would have said, yes, some food for you. But they had so much of hope. That even when I could not do what I had to do, the king of kings will still sign it off at the end. That level of hope, that is called Babu Sabar wa Tawakkul. That after every door which I was looking for closed, example, the person was very sick, and they said to me, go and find a doctor. So the first doctor, I said, he'll always answer my call. He wasn't there. Second one I came to, he's gone. The third one, for some reason, he can't make it. That person, when he walks back now, does he walk despondent? Or does he walk raji and full of umid that I did what I had to do, but results come from Allah? If that person can enter the house then, and he said, you know, I went looking for the suburb. The suburb I could not get, but musabbibul asbab, has he fulfilled our need or not? That was that level of tawakkul that they taught the world after that. That he went looking, but he found nothing. Still when he entered the house, he had an ummid. That if I did what I had to do, why would it not be that now my Allah will sign the completion of it? And that woman, how she had that. 
So she said to him, Naam. When he asked her, did you get anything? She just said, yes, riz min indi rabbina. So he really would thought, thought that someone was going to bring food because that was the normal. Someone would knock. And someone would say, you want something. But when he said, min indi rabbina, directly this one came from Allah. So he asked her, what do you mean directly? Directly she said, wallah, this was directly. That no one brought flour. Flour was made in the house today. It just came. So he went. That was like a thrill for him. That are you really like serious? And he went and he lifted that lid. Just to see that bread. So the narration ends. فَذُكِرَ ذَلِكَ لِرَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Nabi وسلم was so thrilled about this. And he said, لَوْ لَمْ يَرْفَعْهَا that had he just put his hand in that stove and pulled out that bread and had he not lifted that lid, he said that stove of his would continue making bread till the day of Qiyamah. It would have continued making bread till the day of Qiyamah. It wasn't going to happen. Almighty Allah would make it. That he had to lift it. But to show how Allah loves as-sabru wa tawakkul That was the purpose of that narration. How Allah loves as-sabr wa-tawakkul. And that's that meaning of sabr. Hunger was a thing of sabr. But how he had that sabr, how his wife had that sabr. And what that sabr came, that tawakkul, how they put their trust. That Allah became so happy with them. That had they not been the in-between, their house would have produced bread for the whole world afterwards. But they became the in-between. That it's for us, only no one for us. So much of love for the Amr. This is the shan of the people of Ilm. That when people go into difficult conditions, and everyone sees difficult conditions, but the people of Ilm, their knowledge has taught them something which another person hasn't. Another person's sadness takes him far from Allah. The people of Ilm, their happy days take them close, their sad days take them close. Difficulties bring them close, and it opens up doors. It was a difficulty that opened up doors that bread came to them from the heavens. Difficulties. In their difficulties they opened the doors of paradise. Knowledge taught them this year. Knowledge must teach me and you. This is as-sabru wa tawakkul. That we have a job to do what we have to do. The last narration of the chapter, Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu says, Allah's Nabi described a Nabi from the Anbiya. He says, I can see him how he described him. Darabahu qawmuhu fa'admawhu. That his nation hit him. And they covered him with blood. So Allah's Nabi was describing, they say it was either Nuh alayhi salam, or it was Nabi himself. He was also hit during the days of Taif. So in Medina Munawara he was describing, perhaps it was Nuh alayhi salam. Because for so many years how he carried on. But at the end of Nuh salam's mission, which is that what we call a 950 year contract that he was given. At the end of when you look for the word result. So Nuh salam, we all know that that result which we were looking for for 950 years of effort. And if you see example, there are a small number of people accepted Iman at his end then you will have said that the result and the effort don't work. Which Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanwi Rahimullah explained then. 
That if a person does not understand the work of a slave and the work of the master, and he understands that the slave must create the result, then he would have felt that Nuh was the most unsuccessful man in history. Because he had the most amount of time and he created the least result. He said, but the one who understands the working of the slave and the working of the master will understand why Nuh was known as Ulul Azm. That a man who despite seeing no results never gave up. He understood my job is what I have to do and Hidayah is from Allah. Allah will never show us conditions like that because we will never manage. Our nature is after three du'as we want to see something. No one's going to make that fatwa. 950 years and not seeing anything and still being an ulul azm. That if Allah then had told him that I want you to try another 200, he would have carried on. He says, as long as I know there's a hope for someone, let's get it. He says, understanding the work of the abd and the work of the master. So Nabi said, They covered him in blood. So he just looked at his nation and he said, Allahumma ghfir li qawmi fa'innahum la ya'lamun. That, oh Allah, my nation still don't understand. Will you forgive them? That is that high level of abdiyat. High level. So while we in madrasa, this is the end of the chapter of sabr and tawakkul. The demand of this majlis that we're having is myself and all of us. Our knowledge must become amal. That some amal must come in us. While we're in madrasa, a couple of places we will try it. One is that there will be those students who understand the work very well. So they always have that effort to come out first. First or second, I must get that last mark, I must get that last mark. In the past, Ustaz Zunama would give plus, meaning 100 plus. So you would get example, it was out of 50 in the past, so you get 52 or 53. How the report would work after that. So obviously you're going to get higher than the 100. So there would always be a higher mark. In our madrasa, no one got time for extra, extra. But people work for that last, that hundred. Now when working for the hundred, that is the job of the abd, the slave. Then there is the job of the master. The master of masters is the zat of Almighty Allah. But Almighty Allah has created above you also masters, meaning your asatiza. Sometimes it will happen that an ustad will mark incorrectly. Sometimes he's tired when marking. Sometimes he missed the point. So at that time in history of Madaris you will find that there will be some students who will see in his report like now he's wondering how did 80 come when I'm supposed to get 100? Now that 80, that 20 marks or sometimes it could be 85 there are some students who are so good that they mark their paper before the Ustad marks it. So they already know they got full. Now it happened that one Ustad he gave that boy I think 94 Whereas that boy had marked his paper and he knew he's getting 100. There's no way because there was no 10 marks on neatness. <laughs> now why that Ustad gave him 94, who knows. But he brought it up. And then they had to pull out that paper. And the Ustad had to accept that, you know, I don't know how come I gave you 94 actually. It's supposed to be 100. So he gave him the 100. And the boy was very upset because now the report was already made. And in the report he came out second because of our three marks or something. So he's supposed to go out first. Who's going to go and repeat the whole thing? 
But he was very upset about it and he made a very big issue. At that time when I just heard about it, I wished I could have told a student before that your job was to be the slave. You mustn't become the master. After you do what you do, then leave the final signature for Almighty Allah. Because if your effort is for Allah, then you got your result. And if your effort has ever been to show the world, then understand that your entire effort has been wasted. Your entire effort. So much of effort. So much of hours. So many students, they ask, must we work to come out first? So we say, it is the job of every servant to be the best. And it is the job of Almighty Allah to make apparent some and to hide some. But everyone must work. Laziness is not for any alim. Everyone must make an effort. Hazrat Shah Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib Rahimullah one alim said to him that sometimes three alims are called to give a bayan. So when the one alim is talking, the other one is thinking that hey, he's giving a good bayan. I wonder can I match him. So now that alim was worried and he said, Hazrat, can I even think like that? So he said, when you're doing the work of Allah, is it not your desire to be the best of all? He said, you must have that desire. But at the same time, if it's for Allah, hasad will not come. If it is for Allah, jealousy will not come. The desire to be the best, but the signature is from Almighty Allah. This is Babu sabr wa tawakkul. We got a job to do lot. But the result is by Almighty Allah. Then you will do a lot of effort. But you will be happy with the people around you doing effort also. You will not get angry. You will not get upset. And when something ever happens which is against your shan. One of the most unique ones perhaps in recent tarikh was a great alim by the name of Murana Manzoor Nomani. Murana Manzoor Nomani's kitabs are very famous was translated into the English language, many of his books. One of his most famous ones was about hadith that he compiled for the layman. It was practically the Mishkat Tarjuma, but he made it, which was then known as Ma'ariful Hadith, that showed the knowledge of this man. He says, Manzur Naumani, when he was in Adadiya, it seems he repeated Adadiya in three different madrasas. So their Adadiya was slightly different from ours. Ours you can't fail Adadiya. But there's like you could fail. Maybe it was a little higher. So he repeated Iadadiya in three madrasas. And then something happened. I can't remember exactly what it was. And then he went home. His father perhaps was not well or he wasn't well. Whatever it happened. Then he went to madrasa and he said, now I started studying. After repeating it. So he wasn't like the most perhaps brilliant or he wasn't at all interested. But during his study day, something happened where one student did something wrong in the class. And when the Ustad entered, for some reason he said, you did it. And then the Ustad hit him. Now in that time, Asatiza and Madaris would hit him. Our madrasa, you won't find that. So he really hit him quite badly. And because that day he was 100% innocent, he had nothing to do with it. Now maybe before that he was naughty. Because no Ustad will ever punish you if before that you did something. But that's normally when a student got a shan. He says, today I'll show him now. Because today the Ustad was wrong. So he really got a bad hiding. And then students in the class told him, now now is the time to go to the ihtimam, the principal, and you lay your case. Because this Ustad is always on our back. So he was sitting that day and thinking about this, that should I go or not? 
And at that time he said that really I came here only for Allah. Really I came here only for Allah. So he wrote later on in his life when someone asked him that Allah gave you so much. So he says when I think back on my student days this one waqiyah comes to my mind. That on that day I said to myself I came here only for Allah. That there are some times where I want something to be known. But at that time think about it like what's the purpose of it being known? Do I want to prove my innocence? Do I want to prove my greatness? Do I want the world to see me? Or do I want my Allah to see me? So Allah will see a person who makes effort. Allah will see a person who is humble. Allah will see a person who forgives. Allah will see a person who forgets. While you in madrasa make such an effort that Allah must not see you. Allah must see you. He will see you sometimes when you hide yourself, when you destroy yourself, when you make effort when nobody else is watching. When there is sometimes when the madrasa asks who will be ready to make khidmat. Normally we have a lot of jalsas. Sometimes during those jalsas there is one or two students. Now it's cold at night. And now everyone goes away because they're all fed up. And then that student now he has to do the work. And after he does so much, then it happens next week they're giving example a dawah, a meal, an invitation to all the people who did and helped in the jalsa. Now the emir of that department, he was missing. But he's like the main guy sitting and eating there. And this poor person who worked so hard, nobody saw him. At that time he must think that who did I do it for? If he had done it to be noticed by Allah, he will definitely be noticed. And those are those things which will make you the person of the time. So while you in madrasa make this effort, that there will be difficult times, my job is my job. And then I wait for the signature of Almighty Allah. When that signature will come, it will be a unique signature. May Allah Tabarukullah bless us all with acceptance at His door. May Allah Tabarukullah bless us all to do that amal or those a'mal that makes Him so happy, so happy that the pot just fills up, the bowls just fill up, everything starts happening. Allah Tabarukullah bless us all with the qualities of sabr and tawakkul. Allah Tabarukullah bless us all with ikhlas. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillah, ya Rabbi Alayhi.